Have you wondered if shit is a fan? Could you fight off a lion? We'll talk about that and more while we discuss the movie The Beast. You're listening to episode 73 of our podcast. We should talk about this at work. Chad is off doing his things on vacation, enjoying his time off. I'm Matt. I'm here. I brought a couple friends with me on this podcast. Mike and Caesar. Mike, how are you doing? Uh, good in yourself. I'm well. Caesar, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good over here. That's good. I've known both of these gentlemen for a long time, so I know Caesar's been on before. This is the first time for Mike. So, Mike, what you been up to these days? Um, well, I'm in the United States Navy, so uh, I travel a lot. Um, I'm at sea a lot. Uh, right now, I'm currently in Italy. I'm fishing in Italy. Um, I vacation a lot in the European area, so I've been in this area for a while. So how's uh how's Italy out there? How you like Italy? I mean, for me. Italy is uh, it's kind of like 50-50. Um, as opposed to college, like any place. Um, it's nothing like the U.S. Uh, so it's a little, it takes some getting used to, you know, the culture, um, the upbringings and stuff like that. So it's a little different. You got to get used to that. Give, give me I've an example. I've always wanted to go to Europe. It sounds, sounds really, I've always wanted to go to Europe. It sounds really interesting. To, uh, it looks real pretty in the pictures. And I've always wanted to get over there check it out see the people you know um that's like a thing that you brought up like italy is very beautiful because like uh they have a lot of history and so we have a lot of history they try to preserve it so you know you have your old castles your fortresses uh old structures um anything from like bridges to guard towers to uh pavilions you know anything like that so when it comes to like scenic sightseeing yes uh europe is very beautiful for that especially the south you know like italy spain france croatia all that um and then the, they're really known for the coastlines because you know like italy specifically you have um different color houses the mafia coast so if you're coming from a boat you see that you're like oh this is beautiful the water is like bluish clear and everything's like eye popping like basically you put like vibrant on your photos like that in real life or if you go somewhere like, say, uh, Santorino, uh, Greece, it's all white and blue. So you go on the coast, you see nothing but just white and blue houses. And, you know, it's very beautiful. So it, like, it's basically like postcards and textbooks. You see that photo. You actually can go there and take that photo and say, hey, wow, I was there. I, I can do that, you know. And it really looks like that in real life? Uh, for the most part, yes. That's cool. You said earlier that it's different than the U.S. So, like, give me an example how it's different. Okay, um, well, it just hit September. So this is a big thing in Italy. In the month of August, basically, everyone is on vacation, or as they call it, holiday. So the month of August, a lot of restaurants aren't open, a lot of stores are not open, a lot of services for certain common things are not open at all because they're on holiday. And so they're basically on vacation for, like, the whole month. Um, mm. So when you try to get, like, the most simplest things, I say, like, a in that service or you want to get your favorite restaurant or you even try to meet up with your friends 
everyone's on a holiday. They're somewhere else in Italy. They're somewhere else in Europe. They're in Thailand, India, somewhere where they want to go on vacation. And as an American, we don't really do that. Like, yeah, you have like your summer vacation, which is like cool, or you have spring break. You have your week or whatever, two weeks. But we don't ever take a month off from like not working. So, you know, it's, it's kind of kind of hard to adjust to and stuff. Yeah, especially with the, you're talking about the grocery stores, not grocery stores, but the, uh, the restaurants and stuff shutting down. That's like kind of unheard of here in the U.S. because like our service industry, the restaurants, the, uh, like our holidays revolve around that. You know, they, they, they extended um, the holiday season just for the, uh, the stores. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like you, you right. say uh, from stores in the U.S., you think of like, you know, Christmas. New Year's, Fourth of July, like federal holidays, Memorial Day, Labor Day, unless you like doing sales, you know, you have some people who get overtime and stuff like that. Here in Italy, they're just like, we don't want to work, so we're just going to close. And it seems like every two, three weeks, they have a holiday. It feels like, I mean, like actual, like, you know, government sanctioned holiday where they're not working. So they have a mentality of like, you know, family, family first, take care of family and leisure time. So you find a lot, of, like, even outside of August, you find a lot of times, like, okay, we close on Monday. So, okay, cool. But then we're working from, like, 8 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon. We're closed for four hours, and then we open back up at, like, 4, 5, sometimes 6, 10 o'clock. So it's, like, it's a little, it's a little, it takes some time to get used to. And in August, it's just, like, oh, we're not even going to be open at all. I'm on vacation, you know? So, like I said, it takes a lot, a lot of getting used to. It's different from the U.S., um, in other countries in Europe, it's actually pretty common for the most part, but like not as drastic. You know, it may have like, you know, two weeks here, two weeks there, you know, so it's, it's, it's a little different. <laughs> right. Because even in Japan, they have certain things where, you know, they have Golden Week and different stuff like that to where, like, like you said, U.S., we get a day. Maybe if it's connected to the weekend, we might get the uh, four day or something like that. But like in Japan, Golden Week, they had the whole week where. Like you said, everybody's going on vacation and everything. So basically, like, well, the shops are still open. Like, you might, the Lawson's and the convenience stores are still open. But if you're trying to do any any kind of, like you said, internet or banking during that week, you're just basically fucked because every, everybody's on vacation that day or that week, I should say. Yeah, it's a, it takes some time getting used to. Um, I, was, I used to live in Spain. I was stationed in Spain for a while. I was in southern Spain. And they have this thing called La Feria. It's basically a week-long fair and it originated in Sevilla you know they come out there with the white horses dressed in their white outfits little white top hats and stuff and they you know they, they do the whole um horse riding through like the the venues and stuff and everybody's out there dancing drinking uh sangria party and stuff like that and it trickled down to southern uh Spain you know obviously for uh economic and financial reasons you know make more money boost the economy stuff like that and from Monday to Sunday they go from noon to like six, seven in the morning. And that's every day from Monday to Sunday. And then once it's over on Sunday, that Monday, everyone's off. No one's working. So it's basically like New Year's or something like that. Randomly, randomly between uh, and like June. So Mike, what kind of stuff that you like uh, better in Italy than you do in the U.S.? Uh, on the highways, there's no like police at all. It's all uh cameras, speed cameras, and they, in my European law, they have to tell you like a, a certain like distance and point 
when you have a camera approaching. So you can speed literally all day. There's no cops ever on the highway. And if they are not, they can't really pull you over enough unless you're like blatantly being stupid or something. Oh, wow. (laughs) I wonder why is it like that though? Just so is it safer that way that they only have it through cameras? No, because they save money. Think about it. If you have cops on the highway, right? What do you have to do? Got to pay them to be on the highway. Right, right. What, what else? And what else? Are they going to be out there on foot? Right. You got to pay for the vehicles and stuff. And then how are you going to know how fast we're going? Got to pay for that too. The Yeah, pay for yeah. the equipment. Yeah, so that you save more money just having a camera, you know? Even though it don't work half the time. But yeah. Because I based off my all my uh, foreign stuff based off movies. So when I watch movies and I see that they have uh, those billy clubs and like their siren is weirder. Not weirder. I shouldn't say weirder. Their sirens are different than the ones in the U.S. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's more annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, so I know you went to photography and cars and stuff like that. Talk about that. Oh, uh, well, I always love cars. So cars and music is always like important to me. So I decided mm-hmm. uh, once I was come back to Italy, like I'm in a, a great location, I should take advantage of it. So, you know, I, I do it as a hobby. Obviously, I do a lot of landscape stuff, you know, the monuments and all that. But the big thing mm-hmm. for me is like as a car person, I like taking photos of my car in like beautiful scenic areas like, you know, uh, Rome, Monte Coast, uh I don't know. I went to Amsterdam and Amsterdam, stuff like that. Belgium. Um, so wait, wait. So before, uh, what kind of car you got? Let the people know. I drive a uh, 2021 uh, Toyota Supra uh, 3.0 GR. They brought I'm back the car per- I'm not a car person, so I don't know if that's good or not. It is really good. Uh, in the car community, um, the Supra was always like legendary, obviously because of the Fast and Furious. They, they, they helped it a lot. But the Supra has been around for decades. Um, and it's a, it's a very good name. If you're in the car community and you're, you know cars, you say the name Supra, they're like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, that's, you're on your P's and Q's, you're good. Um, this car is different in the sense of like, uh, it's a collaboration between Toyota and BMW. Um, they came out with a concept for this car about a decade ago. But the problem was the cost of making a brand new car at that time would cost a lot of money for development and stuff. So they collaborated with BMW to help bring back the uh, Supra nameplate. So this car is very similar to a BMW Z4. Um, there's a lot of beams and jokes going around. You know, it's BMW, blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. The interior, 90% of it is a BMW, which is not a bad thing. And then obviously the engine was created for Toyota by BMW. Um, so a lot of, the, I would say like by like 70% of the car is actually a BMW, but it's tuned and modified and, and, all the kinks are out of it by Toyota, and it's a it's an amazing sports car. Um, so the car community, they see one which is rare, you know, the ooh and ah, and people like it and all that stuff. Is it one of those cars that's available in the U.S.? It is, but there's not that many available to begin with. Um, we have the most supers in the world in the in the U.S., but the problem is like everyone wants it. So once it's gone, it's gone, you know, and it's only a couple of hundred made a year for that market. So if you see one, it's, you know, it's rare. Um, unless you're in like a major city like uh, Los Angeles, New York, or something, have car meets and all that. Uh, here in Europe, 
each country besides probably Germany and uh, the UK, they only get maybe like 50 to 75 a year. So your chances of actually ever, ever seeing one are slim to none. Like I've gone through like six, seven cities with this car and I've only seen one in my whole time. So. So you get a lot that's of attention cool. with that sisters. That's rare over there. I do. Uh, a lot of people don't know what it is. So they come up to it and they look at it and they're like, oh, a Toyota. Okay. And look at it. Oh, it's a Supra. And they look at it. Oh, they didn't know like they came out with a new Supra because it's only been out for three years. Um. And there's nothing like it on a room that looks like this. So they see it, they ooh and ah, they take photos, they take videos, they ask me questions. <laughs> Wait, um, do they ask permission before they take photos and pictures? I don't mind. I mean, it's not against the law. Um, <laughs> so they want to take photos of the car, I don't really care. Like, one day I had a guy, he was on like, I guess it was like Instagram Live or Facebook Live. And he was like, like filming himself with my car behind it. It was like, I guess, like, you know, oh my God, I finally seen this. And because you only see this car in video games or in magazines or something like that or a review. So actually seeing it in person, it's basically like seeing like, you know, like a brand new Ferrari. Like, oh my God. Obviously it's a quarter of the price, but saying like, you know, reaction, like, oh my God, I see this. It's in the movies, the Fast and Furious, oh, isn't Need for Speed, isn't Gran Turismo. Oh my God, you know. So they go there, the guy was like live streaming the car behind him for like 10 minutes. And I'm just sitting here at the fountain with my friend. We're just laughing. Like it's pretty cool, though. Like it's it's a very humbling experience. Like you know, you have something that people appreciate. You know, and here in Italy, they're real big on cars, whether it be ship boxes like Fiat's and Abarth's, because you know that's what they afford. Or you have your high end cars like your your, your Ferraris and Lambos and uh, Quattrofoles and stuff like that. So you see a car like this, and it's competing with cars like you know looks and exposure and attention of a car that costs two hundred thousand dollars. You know, it's it's a good feeling. What's the okay. uh, price tag on, on one of those? I bought this car uh, for fifty-five thousand when it came out of February last year. Um, right now, because you know inflation and all that, you're probably going to pay at least seventy for it. And then Damn. here in Europe, and then here in Europe, um, they have two different models. You have the 2.0 engine and the 3.0 engine. The cost of the 2.0 engine is the same price as the one in America, fifty-five thousand euro plus taxes, which would be like about sixty-six-five. So if you want to buy a 3.0 in Italy. Now you're gonna be paying almost 80, 90,000 euro, which is almost the same as American dollars right now. So that's that's just crazy. <laughs> wow, wow. So also using uh, you, you're into photography, right? Yes, I am. So how how did you get into that? Um, I've always liked taking photos. I mean, everyone does. Everyone likes taking well, something beautiful. You see something beautiful or something eye catching, you want to take a photo of it. Um, for me, I I enjoy like my car. I'm not being like, you know, self-absorbed or like that, but like seeing my car behind, like say these beautiful buildings, uh, beautiful sunset, sunrise, uh, behind this iconic bridge, behind this racetrack, you know, stuff like that. So seeing that, I always like photography. Um, I, I do a lot of like, you know, photos of my car and I also do a lot of random females on my car. <laughs> I don't do models. I do like regular everyday people. I see a, a beautiful female. Hey, you know, um, you're gorgeous. I like your look. Would you like to, you know, uh, do the photo shoot with my car, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure." Blah 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 blah. And I think that works. Out, and that yeah. works. <laughs> um, let's just say I'm unlocking their potential because, like, these people are very shy. They're very, you know, I want to say humble, but like, they don't know their potential and stuff. So they're like, "No, I'm not pretty." There's other pretty women out there. I'm like, "Listen, I like I, you have this seductive look. Like, you know, certain angles, the clothing, the hair. I would like to, you know, take photos of you with the car." Uh, and my success rate, I probably say about fifteen percent of the time. But you know, <laughs> fifteen or fifty. Fifteen. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a numbers game. <laughs> um, but but I don't know. Like on my Instagram page, you'll see like I post a lot of photos. Obviously, my, on my car page of me. Uh, well, not really me, but my car. And then I have like random females on my car, but like, oh, these are models. Like, no, these are everyday people on the street. And I'm making them look fabulous because you know, obviously, me taking a photo. That's the that's the hard part. It's taking the actual good photo, the angles, and all that, and editing and making them look like million dollars you know like and then doing that and then get the word out like, oh my god these photos are beautiful i want to do the same thing and you know rinse and repeat you know get my exposure out there as a you know photographer uh especially out here in italy like there's a lot of photographers but they charge money i do as a hobby so i you know if you need photos or videos or anything i'm the guy you want to go to so um a lot of the car meets and events and stuff I go out there i take the photos and they love it and that's how i get more you know i want to say clients i'm not really charging them but to build my portfolio, I get more women, more cars, more guys coming to meets and stuff, exposure, you know, things like that. Oh no, I, I see it because I see on your Instagram like when you when you post cars, I just swipe past that shit. I don't care. But then you you had some you had some girls on there, and I was like, oh, oh let me zoom in. What the, what he got, got going on over there? <laughs> so Caesar, what you got going on? Um, for me. Well, life's been actually uh, up in the air lately. Uh, as of right now, I'm in the process of, uh, of moving. Uh, I just, uh, well, I'm purchasing a new house. Uh, Close on the 22nd of this month. It's going to be great. All right, congrats. Uh, thank you, thank you. I'm uh, downsizing uh, just because I, right now I got a house that's uh, way too large for me. And uh, I'm getting a little something smaller since, you know, it's just me. But uh, I'm draining my entire 401k to uh, transition into uh, real estate investment. Mm. I just uh, started, I mean, I've been following for years, different podcasts on uh, financial literacy and learning about different ways of retiring yourself early. Like, I don't want to be 65 still working at a job, you know? I don't want to be hitting them bricks for ever <laughs> i want right. to be able to enjoy my golden years so after doing my research i finally decided to pull the trigger uh train my 401k and uh gonna be taking that and looking into uh more investment real, real estate i'm gonna uh keep my current home and uh i found out about a website called furnishfinders.com now furnishfinders.com is uh dedicated towards it's like Airbnb, but mm-hmm. for business professionals. But for business okay. professionals, they're uh, they cater to the uh, the traveling nurses, the uh, the other uh, like if you're a businessman out, out and coming to a certain city for for a short time, you know, just a month or two, for mm-hmm. uh, for for business meetings, or for certain projects. So I'm going to be renting out my current house and uh move to to my next place i'm planning to rent out each room individually and i'm i'm from what i'm looking at from what my research shows me i'll be able to get about 800 to a thousand dollars per room and i got a four bedroom house so sounds kind of interesting right so it's kind of going to be kind of like uh uh, i know they have those in um europe where it's like uh what they call it uh like flats or suite yeah like hostels type of thing where you have your you're paying for the room 
but then the whole um house is like basically like community stuff or whatever you have other yeah, people there common areas okay well, right, well, right, right. in uh everywhere like you said in europe but when you say a hostel it's more like an apartment building and everyone has like an open bay area you've been in the military so imagine being in like boot camp something like that and everyone mm-hmm. shares that one bath. a lot of it's like that mm-hmm. now what uh andre is talking about is like an airbnb now here in italy I know they have an Airbnb, right? They have a uh, apartment, which is called a flat, and it has three rooms. So let's say the owners live in two rooms. You know, they got one, and they kick out the other one. They will rent out that other room in the house. Or if they actually own a house, they'll rent out like all the rooms individually and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. That's that's the that's the general idea is renting out each individual room, and they're fairly large sized rooms. So because uh, I got. Uh, two of the four bedrooms are master, like master bedroom size. They they have their own bathroom. Uh, it's a four bedroom, three three bathroom. So for the bigger rooms, I, I'll be able to uh, rent for a higher amount, hopefully. So you gonna rent out the room I stayed in? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed upstairs, right? In the upstairs bedroom? No, I stayed downstairs. Uh, oh yeah, by the master bedroom, yeah. Yeah, so those two rooms that, that they share a bathroom, those would be the ones that uh, rent for a lesser amount. The one upstairs, which is another the second master bedroom, and the, uh, the master bedroom downstairs both have their own individual bathrooms. So I'll be renting those for a higher amount. Oh, no, I mean, I can see it because you, you still got, what, you still got the pool, you still got your large living room and everything. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you make money off that, yeah, if you're doing it that way. I never thought about, like... <clears throat> Like when I see all this stuff that people are doing now, um, you know, like, you know, Airbnbs came out. Then you had, uh, I don't know the name of, what's the thing where you rent your car out? Uh, Toro. Yeah, Toro and all this other stuff that you can do now. It's like, it sounds simple when you think about it, but it's like, I never want to stop. You know what I should do? I should just rent my car out, let other people drive my car. But hey, whatever way to make money, people are going to figure it out. Man, and I really, I really appreciate the way the internet has uh, opened up the world of uh, financial literacy, Lear- learning uh-huh. the things that people are doing all over. It, it's really helpful, really helpful. It opens opens the door for that early retirement. We don't have to go out there and, and punch a clock every day. Right. Because I know you went once you when you were doing um, your apartment, when you had your apartment and you was uh, doing that stuff. Uh, I was talking to my friend back home and then he got into a. Uh, wholesale real estate and he started doing that and everything so yeah like you said the information is out there it's just stuff for you to find it learn it and put it into practice absolutely absolutely so you now, were saying uh, something earlier oh no go ahead i was i was gonna say i did have yeah exactly i wanted to have a conversation i had a question for you fellas right and, and for the listeners out there also i'd like some feedback on this um as, as black gentlemen, right? Everybody's got a different degree of color to them. How do you guys feel about exclusively black situations? And when I say exclusively black, I mean like whether it's a, it's a nightclub where, uh, Mike, I, I know you're, you're light-skinned also, uh, whether it's a nightclub or even just the groups, like Facebook groups or something like that, where you feel like there's nothing but black people in here. And if you're 
if like like a white person would not be invited or anybody of another color would not be invited. All right. So right off the bat, I thought about social media. Yeah. So I'm in like uh, what they call blurred Facebook groups, black nerd uh, Facebook groups and things like that. So you see a lot of black people, new and nourished of anime, cosplay, things like that. Um, but then when you go and you make the bridge where you're like, oh, we're going to have a nightclub, but only black people in it. I understand what you're trying to do, but I'm like, it's a tough situation because then I understand you, you will like to be comfortable with your, with your people and things like that and stuff like that. But then once you start like publicly saying, oh, this race or these people can't come in, then it gets into a whole nother thing. No, absolutely. Uh, so the reason I brought it up is because I was recently invited to a, a, a Facebook group. And I, I don't remember the name of the Facebook group, but it had some, some questions. And uh, there, there were some questions that you have to answer in order to be invited to the group. Like there's like gateway, gatekeeper questions. And uh, the questions are, number, the first question is, say it loud. And then you have to write. I'm black and I'm proud. Exactly, brother. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question is, how long did Sophia have to fight? She had to fight all her life. All her life, right? All, all my life. <laughs> right. All her the, life. Yeah. So, and the last question is, are you black? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can't answer all three of these questions, you're not invited to the group. Now, off the, off the top of my head, immediately when I read these questions, uh, me being as light-skinned as I am, and like for the, for the listeners out there, I am light, bright, nearly white, as, as my mama used <laughs> to like to say, right? Uh, I am racially ambiguous. You can't tell just by looking at me immediately what race I am. I mean, I got the big nose, big lips, my, my skin tone, like every other day in the summertime, I got a white person saying, hey, I'm darker than you are. <laughs> but so immediately I felt like this is ex like when you when you start to exclude other races, I feel like they try to they, they try to exclude me, you know. Mm -hmm. And also specifically with those is that's not a black thing. That's more of a. You, you need to know this information. So, for example, like a 25-year-old might not know, say it loud, I'm black and my proud, like some James Brown stuff. Yeah. So they might not know the answer to that or like yeah. those questions they ask. So that's, that's nothing to do with race. Or on the flip side, you might have a Hispanic person or a white person who will know the answers to that. So, no, I agree with you where it's like, if you want to have a majority of a black situation, which is perfectly fine, but you shouldn't exclude because what they say, uh, you also need allies and, and everything that you do. So even if it is like, maybe you just have somebody who another race wants to learn some stuff and you, you're able to teach them and things like that. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't exclude a race you can't do here just because you're not the same color or whatever like that. But I understand uh, I, also having a, a uh, what they feel is a safe place where, you know, in your in 
in the percent. You're not figuring like I'm not going to be ridiculed or I have to worry about any kind of other stuff like that with it. So you figure like if I'm with all black people, then I'm in my safe zone. I understand that, too. No, absolutely. I, I completely uh, understand the, the idea of safe safe space be, to be black. You know, yeah, like it's right. okay to be black, tell the black jokes. Uh, but so Facebook gave me a little preview of the of the inside of the group. And one of the one of the first posts that I happened to come across was from a uh, from, from the admins of the group. And it says to my non-black members, welcome. Introduce yourselves and make yourself make your, yourself at home. Quick question. What can we the admins and moderators do to make this group more comfortable and safe for you? And the idea being, you know, post under here, you know, let us know. But the 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 thing about it is it's a joke post that is used to weed out non-black members. As a matter of fact, in the bottom of it, like there's nothing but smiley faces and laughter laughing emojis on it and and gifts that that are, are have people like with the eye emojis, you know, looking around like where 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 the white folks at, you know? Right. And there's people making jokes about, oh, we got them, got them, get them out of here. And they a literal witch hunt for non-black folks. And like people went through the uh the members list and screenshotted pictures of people that were not black in 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 the uh and put them in the chat. And so with me being as light-skinned as I am, if you just look at my picture, your first thought is, I'm gonna screenshot this guy and he's gonna be not it also needs kicked from the group. Like, what is that? What are we do what are we doing as black folks with that? Right. All right. So Mike, what's your thoughts about this situation? Me personally, I'm not a big fan of like segregation dividing type things. Like I'm a big I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. So you have like these pages and accounts are like, oh, black models, oh, black car owners or black owners. I get that empowerment and seclusion type thing for that kind of stuff. Me personally, I'm all about equal opportunity. I don't know. I've always been like that. I had nothing to do with the military. It's just common sense because everybody wants to be treated equal, right? Everybody wants to be on the same playground and everything. Um, so for me, I'm not a big fan of stuff like that. And I, I, I frown upon it. Like, I, don't, I do not like it at all. Yeah, it's cool to have like a little niche stuff here and there. But generally speaking, for me, I'm not a big fan of that because one, I don't feel like you should have seclusion stuff like that like black is black that I, I get the whole proud and i know like you know there's moments we got united together because like bad things are happening but it happens on both sides of the playing field i just believe like everything should just be open and everyone's included and knowledge is spread and education and learning and stuff like that that's how i feel well i mean i, I get in a sense to where like the reason why you need to say like black podcasters or black whatever is because they're not getting the same attention as um like if you were like oh yeah just car owners or whatever like that they're not getting the same attention as their other counterparts so then now they gotta say hey i am a black car owner i am a black podcast or uh to get the attention that they they should be getting like even for this podcast like 
we got nominated for an award. We weren't nominated for best podcast. We weren't nominated for the funniest podcast. We were nominated for the best black hosted podcast. So now we're getting the, not attention, but we're getting the, the notarized or whatever like that because we are a black hosted podcast. So understand about sometimes you do have to break it down like that to be able to get it. But also it's, it's not just like regular podcasts and then black. They do have uh, female, uh, LGBT. Like they do break it down in multiple categories. So I guess, so instead of just lumping it up in one thing, so everybody can get a little piece of the pie too. I guess they Absolutely. want everybody included. That's what it is. Like right. I want to say, we want to give everyone a trophy, but they, they're trying to make sure, like, okay, we can't just have this this category because this group's going to always going to win. They have to try to include everybody, which I, I think is okay. But at the end of the day, we're all the same thing. You don't need to have different categories for like different folks. I I, I don't agree with that. I. I get it sometimes, but it shouldn't be allowed. Like in this day and age, everybody wants to cry equal opportunity, i.e., male and female. You, you're a female. You'll get paid the same as me as a male, whether black or white. But you're not doing the same job as me. So why you want to get the same recognition and pay as me? Like that's the thing that's going on now. It's a whole equal opportunity like that. You know, uh, black basketball players. Ninety percent NBA is black. Okay, this guy is a phenomenal athlete. He's getting paid eighty thousand, eighty million dollars, whatever. This white guy can shoot threes and he's clutch and whatever, but he only gets paid 12, 12 million because like he's not in the same playing field as this superstar black dude, but he's like as just as valuable, you know. So it's it's uh I, I get the whole certain groups and niches you have it. But the categories and all that, I I can't agree with that. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I'd say I do agree with needing like especially when it comes to awards and stuff like that. Uh more categories like that, like best black podcast, just for the simple fact of like how, what percentage of the, the number of podcasts out there are black, you know? And when you put them up against the, like, let's just say it's 95% uh, white, you know? So if you only got this small five percentage that are it's black, it's such, a, it's such a, I mean, we are minorities, man. you know what I'm saying? We are minorities. So in order to get that notoriety, in order to get to get seen, they do have to make that separate, uh, take that extra step to add it to to add us in, to get the recognition. Because otherwise, we get lost in the sauce. If you just throw it in the big jumble and shake it up, like it's not there's not enough out there. So for for the podcast like uh, Chad and Matt's podcast, you would need to differentiate yourself. They, they need those separate categories. If that makes sense. No, it does. So I guess the so now the fa- final thought is so uh you joined that group, right? No. No. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. Uh, exclu- I don't like uh especially when I when I saw that one post with the uh that was that when they were on a witch hunt looking for non black members. I mean I seen a little Asian girl in that in that little in the group, you know, in the, in that in one of those pictures, screenshots. Mm-hmm. I'm like why are we excluding our allies, like you said? You know, right. like why? Why are we? It's it's cool to to say this is a black nerd group. That's beautiful, 
what's wrong with having other nerds be also be involved in that group? Right, because the thing is, like, the groups that I'm in, if for those black nerd groups, they're not excluding other people for doing it, and other people can post and stuff like that. But it was like, I guess the original tent was, all right, we want something. So, you know, that we post stuff, we feel comfortable. Because think about, like, even now, like, I don't know how much how much of a fan you guys are of Lord of Rings and Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Now, I've seen Lord of Rings, never seen Game of Thrones. But from what I'm seeing is like, I guess this, these new series, people are upset that I guess certain people are casted as black actors, right? And the fans are upset that they're black actors instead of whatever their whatever the book or whatever the shit was. So um, now you have people who are acceptable. So like for example, if somebody wants, if a black woman wants to cosplay as a Starfire or something like that, you ain't got to worry about somebody be like, oh no, Starfire is white or some shit like that. They can cosplay as whatever they want to cosplay as and everything will be good. Yeah. Like the new uh, Little Mermaid, Ariel's uh, black. Right. I'll touch on that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, one of the most famous examples of, of that is Nick Fury. I'm a big Marvel guy. So when Nick Fury originally came out, he was white eye patch, all that, whatever. But he was a, he was a Caucasian guy. Mm-hmm. And then later years, he in the comics, he became a bald-headed black guy. So you can do both of them. It just, I guess people are just getting with the times and trying to, like, I guess, reach a certain demographic or just having, I guess, a refresh look, a refresh, like, background story. Um, I mean, it can go both ways. Me, personally, I can understand why some people don't like certain adaptions that are changed because like i'm a true comic fan for example let's say i'm a big wolverine fan which i absolutely fucking hate let's say they cast wolverine as a black guy i'm pretty sure people are going to be upset about that because you always see him as like some crazy feral canadian dude white dude like you know going ape shit and stuff i can't i don't want him to be black i'm not, not that i'm racist but i'm against black people it's just a different like it's is not true to the adaption of where it's coming from. It's like you're putting the whole spin on it. Um, actually, I thought of it. The perfect example is the new um, what is it called? Oh my god, the TV show. Uh, Fred Savage. What was that? Wonder Fred Years. Savage. Wonder Years. That's all, do Wonder Years is all black family now. Right. I saw that. <laughs> so so, so it's like me growing up. I watched the Wonder Years. I'm like, wait, they're black now. Now I can't get mad because like. Fred Savage is actually the executive producer. He wanted it to be like that. It was something fresh. It was something new. You know, it's one of the hottest uh, sh- shows that was on TV. It was like it was actually getting up for awards and stuff like that. So, but for me, it's like when you say Wonder Years, I'm like, it was a white family, you know. Okay, I get the whole black thing, but then if you do a reverse, let's say they did uh, Family Matters, they did an all white family. Oh my God, people be rioting and it'll be canceled in like half the season, you know. So. Adaptions, adaptions. Me first. Right. Like, like, imagine if they did a white version of Good Times, <laughs> right? Or a white version of Fresh Prince or something, you know? But, but I think it's more if it's the like if it's black to white, it's more of a backlash. Where if it's the other way around, you might have a certain backlash depending on like how severe or how bad it is, you know? Right. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like when they change things. um, all right, let me. I I, I get to it now. So Disney <laughs> had their uh, D twenty three showcase where they um, 
show what's coming out in the future and things like that. So one of the thing is, you know, they coming out with the Little Mermaid with Holly Bailey and um and they was all upset that she's uh, black or whatever. Now, of course, you know, we all grew up with Little Mermaid, white girl, red hair, right? Excuse me, white mermaid, red hair. I'd, I'm like, I don't care. Uh, um, it's not like I'd be hidden for Little Mermaid stuff anyway. So even when they, they show the trailer for this and everything and she can sing in real life and things like that, I'm just like, I'm still not checking for like it's this is not my demographic this is not for me but some stuff i'm like uh i'm not used to that but it's not like i'm going to be out there hating some stuff because just because it's different this could be better even though this is not what you're used to things could be like once you watch this or whatever it is even though it's different this could be the best shit ever because I always go back, whenever I talk about this, people not liking stuff before it comes out, I always go back to Heath Ledger as a Joker. When Heath Ledger was casted, people were shitting all over that, about how he can't play the Joker, this, this, and that. But then when he did it, the shit was fucking amazing. So I understand if you're like, oh, this is not what I'm used to. And I go up to the example like uh, that you brought up with Wolverine. So... Uh, Say Idris Elba was cast to play. Oh no, perfect example. Say Idris Elba was play was cast to play James Bond because there's been talks about that. Sure, there's gonna be people like, oh, he shouldn't play James Bond, but chill, chill out, relax, wait till it comes out. He might be phenomenal in it, and if he's trash or whatever like that, then we can address it then. Wait till it comes out. That's how my thing is. Like, there's sometimes where like something comes out, and I'm like, mm, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. But I'll wait to see what happens when it comes out. Hey, side note, I actually think Idris Elba would make an excellent Wolverine, though. <laughs> he's a good actor, bro. He's, he's, he's an amazing actor, and I can see him growling. Uh, you know, well, I, he did Cats. You know, you ever seen Cats with Idris Elba? No, I hate musicals. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I can see that happen. But um, also... Uh, Another thing, I just want I only know that no, it was a lot of stuff they put out, but also they have a Inside Out 2. You guys familiar with that movie? Yes. They have that coming out. Uh, also, Walt Disney is uh partnering with outside studios, and it's the first time that they've collaborated with an outside studio in a hundred years. And it's basically it's called I'm probably I'm I'm gonna butcher this fucking name. Iwaju, I-W-A-J-U. And it's an animated series set in Africa, and basically the project is described as a love letter to Nigeria, with the intent of showing why Lago is one of the most unique cities in the world. So it's a lot of anime come or not anime. It's a lot of uh cartoons, animation stuff coming out. They have uh, trailers coming out. They have a they're coming out with a Mufasa movie, a prequel. Oh. Okay, this is another thing. When they come up with stuff like this, I'm like, who asked for this? Are you guys, you guys want to see a prequel to, uh, for Mufasa? You guys here for that? I, I'm, I'm actually there for that. Uh, just because of the different personality of, like, who Mufasa was. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I imagine, like, I don't want to see that, I don't want to see them make 
Mufasa into I just can't wait to be king. You know what I'm saying? That 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 young Simba, because Simba was a happy-go-lucky uh, hippie just running around, right? He was doing the hippie thing. I want to see that Mufasa, who was earnestly striving to fill his father's footsteps, you know what I'm saying? Like, who I, I could just, I'm just imagining in my head, right? Like a, a young teenage Mufasa working so hard to fill his father's footsteps, and it's, but it's not working. He's failing. You know what I'm saying? And then that's the struggle from there that turns him into the real king he is. Kind of similar. Apparently, he was like an orphan or something like that. And then he made his way up into becoming king. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. okay. And uh, talked about my anime journey. So uh, I know you guys watch anime. So I'm on my Naruto journey uh, and also my Dragon Ball Z journey. Uh, Do you guys... uh, I don't want to get in where I'm at, so I'm still at the beginning. But um, do you guys have you guys been watching any anime lately? Uh right now, for me, I'm I like so all I watch is anime, honestly. Uh, well, not when it comes to movies, but when it comes to TV shows, like I rarely watch anything on Hulu, Netflix, or anything like that. Uh, I watch all my my Marvel shows. Uh, and I might catch one or two of the, the uh like the Game of Thrones. I'm watching Game of Thrones. Uh or excuse me, House of Dragon. But so right now I'm watching uh, Overlord, which is which is uh, sh- streaming at the moment uh, over in Japan. So I'm waiting every week for a new episode to come out. Oh. That's, that's, that's a good one. Okay. Mike, you be watching any anime lately? I have not watched anime in like four or five years. Um, <laughs> I think the last time I actually sat down and watched anime religiously was basically when Bleach was like still in production in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have a new one coming out. I don't know how I feel about that. Then like continue story. Um, but I will look forward to that once it's, it's out. If it's out, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I've been out of sync for anime for a while. Yeah, uh, Bleach actually comes out later on this year sometime. Uh, one of my favorite animes right there. That's that. That's my. My classic go-to is the first one I ever watched. That was like a, a thousand episodes, a thousand episodes long. Um, super excited for the uh, for the new the new tellings because I know they had the, the manga. The manga went on for for years after the uh, the anime stopped. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you know, like I never watched anime. The first anime I've watched all the way through was because of you, Caesar. Was One Punch Man. <laughs> yeah and then once, once you watch i watched all of that i was like oh this might be a thing that i i'm into they end up coming to japan and dove into one piece and now i'm all about anime now one piece that's gonna take you years to finish <laughs> well yeah we uh i think i'm like 1000 1017 and right now they're at 1020 like 28 29 something like that so it's ongoing so i'm almost i'm almost there Man, I have a hard time because uh, I, I never watched One Piece. I tried to watch One Piece, but because I caught it, like I got into, like I tried to start watching it and it was already on episode like 800, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so I tried to start from, from the beginning, but those, the early animation is just, it was so crappy. <laughs> you know, the early animation <laughs> on it was just so crappy. I just couldn't, I'm like, I can't watch this. I can't watch it. I completely agree because like even like even like stateside like 
if you watch early King of the Hill or early Simpsons, that shit is trash. <laughs> I think it's totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? Let's dive into uh, the movie discussion. All right. I've never seen anything like this. Multiple attacks without eating its prey. Lions don't do that. At least no lion I've ever seen. Go back to the calls. Dad, Dad, a father and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. Alright, Mike, this is your first time here. Uh, what was your thoughts about the movie Beast? I'll be honest with you, I have not watched a single movie in almost a year, year and a half. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what that title is. Uh, you describe something I have no idea about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going like fake the funk. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so when we were talking about this movie, and you know this is a movie podcast, and <laughs> you you okay. Um Caesar, so uh, you're returning guest. So, what was your thoughts about the movie Beast? All right. Uh, so, I was actually excited to watch this one because I am an Idris Elba fan. Um, it, it was a slow startup. It was a slow startup to the movie. I actually got really upset with the children. Like, I mean, I love kids. I've always been Uncle Andre. Uh, I don't have any kids of my own, but. I love kids and kids love me, you know, trick love the kids. So uh, these kids was just like, I re was really upset. The daughters was talking back. You're in the middle of Africa in a safari and you're going to wander off in an empty village. Like you're going to wander off. Like, come on now. This is this. Y'all doing too much. And even in the middle of uh, getting attacked by a lion, you're stuck inside this, this, this van or excuse me, this uh, SUV style truck and you got somebody dying in the back seat and the daughter want to bring up old oh, shit like don't make promises you can't keep like don't don't fucking talk to me while I'm in the middle of getting killed by life. I did. I didn't like that either. I liked how the, the I didn't like how she kept bring bring it like she kept bringing it up like she's protecting her little sister, but it felt like more that she was using that excuse and she was really hurt herself. But like you said, this line is attacking us. We almost about to die. Why are you bringing this stuff up about marriage or like some old stuff? You trying to leave? You trying to live to see the next morning? Why are you bringing it this up right it now? It felt it felt forced, honestly. Right. Like it felt like the, very, very much forced. The beginning when they was at the dinner, all right, I can get that. They was talking about that stuff, but I'm like, you in the middle of you might be dying. Why would you bring this up right now? Right, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, like why why the daughter get out the car? When he's on the roof looking to shoot the, looking for the line, looking for the line to shoot the line, she gets out of the car and starts, I'm gonna go get Uncle Hank or whatever the guy's name was. Like, bro, like, what? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Overall, it was a good, it was a good movie. Um, I didn't understand the need. Like, there's a lot of stuff that was forced in this movie. Uh, like the need for the 
the fl- not flashbacks, but the, the visions in his dreams. Right. You know, I didn't understand the need of seeing these. Uh, yes, I understand his, his ex-wife who passed away. She's of African descent. Uh, why are you having these visions? It doesn't didn't fit into the movie and didn't fit into the, the theatrics of the movie, you know, Um so there's a lot of stuff that didn't make sense for me. Uh, on a scale of uh, one to ten, I'd probably would give it a four. And every one of those four points would be Idris Elba. I, I didn't like the movie. Um, I point out everything like I didn't care for the daughter stuff, but overall, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I agree with what you said because you could replace, you could take everything out about the the mother uh, or his ex, his wife, and everything else like that, and the movie will still make sense. So it was like they didn't really need that in there. I guess that was a reason for them to go to uh, Africa, but you could have just went like, oh, like they said, he was used to be in Africa, or he was um he used to live there. We're going there, and the plot will stay the same except for the little parts where, you know, his daughter was arguing or whatever, because the main story was about the lion and everything else like that. Uh, but no, I enjoyed this movie. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Even with those stuff in there, um, there was plenty of times where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like when the daughter tranked the uh, lion, he started walking away and then <laughs> like, they're, they're like, Oh, he's going to be out for a couple hours. Let's go. And they like started get out the car. I'm like, what are you doing? He's about to be out for a little bit. Go out there, smash his eyes in, smash his brains in, do something, or he's gonna come back and stuff like like it was stuff like that where I was doing um when I was saying talking through the movie. Um yeah, there was a bunch of times when they're like sitting next to that broken window, and I'm like, that don't make sense. Like, what you, what the fuck? You know the window's it? open, you know the window's <laughs> open. Um uh, but I still I still enjoyed it. Like I was still um one thing I wish um like at the end towards where he brought the lion towards the other pride and those two uh male lions fought him. I kind of wish I would have saw them kill him. Oh yeah, he died off screen. That's right. Right, yeah. They just showed him and they showed um the help the the uh, rancher, not the ranchers, but the people helping him. But like also another thing I didn't like. He didn't have enough bruises on him. When that lion was eating Idris Elba, nah, he was tossing him around and he was getting rocked. He didn't have enough scratches and everything else. Like, I wish that he would have had more deep cuts and everything else like that to make it seem like this lion was really fucking him up. That's, But I guess that's me nitpicking. But I, I enjoyed this movie, though. I'm not. Yeah, but I, I felt the same. I felt the same way when I, when I watched that scene uh, where he's fighting the lion off. Like, uh, he should have been like, ripped to shreds you know right right there should be like some deep tissue stuff and everything else like that like even his boy the uncle was like oh my my legs ripped to shreds or whatever like that it should be something like that to where once he was in the hospital he just had some scratches that was caught on there he had bruising but no that line was fucking him up so as as a cat owner uh i did enjoy the fact that the uh the two male lines at the end when they went to before they went to attack the, the lion for being there, they just sat there and watched. It's oh, very yeah. much a cat thing to do. They just yeah. sat there and watched. They were like, "What you, what, 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 what you, what you doing? Right? What you doing? <laughs> like you ain't supposed to be here." 
uh, okay, we're going to come get you. <laughs> right. So overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I was trying to do, normally we do trivia game on here. Trivia with Slim Pickens. So um, first things first, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes was for this movie, for the audience score? Audience score? All right, Mike, I know you didn't see the movie. We gave you our thoughts on it. So uh, (laughs) after information you found, heard, what do you think the audience score was for uh, this movie, for Rotten Tomatoes? This is like out of 10 or something? I'm not very familiar with Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's out of percentage. It's... um, he said rotten uh, potatoes. Uh, rot, yeah. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the highest, the higher the percentage, the better the movie is. 100% is the highest. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say 76. Okay. I, I say, just from my own personal opinion, 54. All right. The tomato meter was 68%, but the audience score was 77%. That's for Idris Elba. Mm. It's probably all the housewives out there. The only trivia I got is, uh, first things first, um, Idris Elba's actual daughter applied for this movie, or was not a, applied, but uh, tried auditioned. For, auditioned for this movie, and she did not get the part because he felt like they didn't have the chemistry. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Uh, and uh, But that's so good because, you know, then nepotism he didn't just pick his daughter just because that was actually his daughter he actually had her audition and everything else like that and they didn't have the chemistry okay okay um you know, uh i'm sorry to interrupt but uh i actually just realized another reason why i didn't like this movie and why is that this movie's been done before or this scenario uh if you take out the, the wife and kids mm-hmm. is that the smart the, the the new smart predator uh, Ghost in the Darkness, number one, obvious. You ever seen that one? Mm-mm. Uh, Ghost in the Darkness had Val Kilmer, and it was two two lions that were uh, they were man two man eating lions in the the day and age of the railroads mm-hmm. when they were building the railroads through Africa. Um, I believe that's what they're, I believe that's what they were doing was uh, building the railroads. Uh, you got that. Uh, what's that movie with LL Cool J? Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Thank you. Uh, I've, so for me, it's like I've already seen this movie before without seeing this movie before. Right. So it's like you got to do so, give me something more. And your kids did not give me anything more. Your bad kids did not feed me what I was looking for in a good movie. Right. I mean, because you think we have shark movies. We've had um, anacondas. We've had... Uh, well, yeah, well, uh, like like we've had different movies. So Matt, they got to they got to keep that. They need to keep. Uh, they showed uh in the movie they showed hippos. Let's have a hippo movie. Let's have some hippos doing some things. Uh, shit, call it hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> or Lake Placid. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, Lake seen Placid. Lake, yeah, let's see Lake Placid. Yeah. So I mean, I guess they're just trying to. What's the what's another predator? Jaws. That's right. the one that started it all, right? Right. Or speaking of Predator, like, you know how, did you see Prey? No, I haven't seen it yet. Well, basically, you know, you have a Native American woman and blah, blah, blah. She ends up killing Predator. And, but basically she was able to use the environment and X, Y, and Z like that. Wait, she killed, she killed the Predator? 
it's, you done ruined the movie for me. No, it's still it's a little it's still amazing. You should go see it no matter what. It's, it's still amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then she um, but kind of like with this one where like he only survived because he brought the lion to the other pride, so he used the environment too. So it's kind of like that type of thing. So, but no, honestly, like you should like even though I told you that part, definitely go see Prey. Prey is okay. a great movie. Amazing. That's on Hulu, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, the only trivia I got, it says um, after everyone's arrival at the house compound and getting settled in, the character Meredith Samuels wearing a black Jurassic Park t-shirt. It's it's uh, obviously a tongue-in-cheek nod to both films having essentially the same plot. Humans forging and faithfully coming into a dangerous animal's realm and Dropping not dropple severing notches into the food chain. Um, also, it just also played a doctor trying to survive in the wilderness in the mountain between us. So that's all I got for that. Um, that's it. I want to say, <laughs> I was gonna say thank you guys both for being on. Uh, Mike, you want to plug any uh, your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, sure. If you're into like uh, seeing a lot of ass with ass on cars, I'm just kidding. Uh, a lot of like uh, beautiful uh, photography of cars, like Europe and stuff like that. Um, you can follow my car page on Instagram if you want. It's uh, MR Type 90. So M R T Y P E, uh, number nine and the zero. Um, you can go in there. It's not uh, public. It's you can look at stuff if you like it. Follow, follow. It's like it, like it. It's a uh, good content there. A lot of funny reels and all that. Okay. Caesar, you got anything to plug before we get out of here? Oh, not at the moment, sir. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we should talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we should talk about this at work. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at we should talk pod. Join us next week for Honestly, I have no idea what the fuck we should do with next week. Just come back. We're going to have some fun. I don't know what's going on. We have a good time. <laughs> and like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. Whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>